Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always, right before a long shift at work, all the way from California, Mr. Spread Astaire. How was your Friday spread? I'm doing great, man. Excited that the draw came out, and uh, looking forward to Wimbledon, some strawberries, and some cream. Strawberries and cream. Do they have strawberries in Toronto, Jorge? (laughs) No, no, we have frozen strawberries in our igloos. Um, well, that's wonderful. You can have some yeah. frozen strawberries and cream, I assume? Uh, a frozen cream, yes. Frozen oh, that sounds frozen wonderful. Cream. Everything's frozen right. here. <laughs> We've got a lot to cover, so let's jump right in real quickly just to talk about the week that was in Eastbourne. We've got a final tomorrow. Hopefully you'll hear this before it gets out. Carolina Pliskova is playing Angelique Kerber in the final there. Um, that should be a lot of fun. What do you think, Jorge? Who comes out the victor in that match? Um, I like Kerber as a dog here. I think that uh, she's got you know the, kind of the flat ball if she can... She's not a huge slicer, I don't think, but if she can incorporate, I think that'll that'll really give Pliskova some trouble. So uh, Eileen Kerber, especially at the price, uh, I know there's some people I've uh, several people I've seen on Twitter with Kerber outrights here. It's a tough spot to hedge because there's no value in the number you're hedging with, and you're trying to hedge with a favorite, uh, so you're kind of overpaying to hedge, and it's a really tough spot. Um, I think the line should have them around, you know, Kerber even, maybe Pliskova minus one. 10 minus 115 based on form but you know you're paying a lot to hedge there so it's it's a tough spot yeah it's it's definitely a, a tough spot but i think if you had either of these women you weren't planning on hedging what do you think spread are you on on board with jorge do you think kerber gets it done yeah especially at the price i think kerber if you haven't played anything so far and you know you're just looking for a recreational bet i think kerber's a play um i do like pliskova i do like you know the big serve, and you know, originally I'm leaning towards her when I was looking at it, but uh, I was surprised that um, it wasn't, you know, even. Um, so I don't like laying juice in that spot, and I think that uh, Kerber seems to be back. She's healthy, and this is kind of surprising going to Wimbledon because I, if you had talked to me around French Open time, I kind of like written off her chances to have a good summer, but she's turned it around very quickly. All right, any other th- thoughts from uh, Eastbourne, or ready to jump into the big? Fortnite ahead of us. Let's go. I love the word Fortnite. It's one of the best parts about being a tennis fan. It's Wimbledon time, folks. The greatest grass event of the year. The oldest and longest played tennis tournament in the history of the world. I'll give you guys a chance to guess. What was the first year that Wimbledon was played? 1868? Yeah, I would say 1895. You guys are in the ballpark, 1877 at the oh. All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club with that horribly long initialism there, um, had the first Wimbledon. And they've played every year since then except for uh, 1915 to 1918 and then 1940 to 1945. Can either of you guess what was going on then? Uh, some wars or something, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, it's those two, those two <laughs> those world two wars. Those two big ones. The big ones. But Looking closer to recent history, um, I know I tweeted this out today from the Net Worth podcast account, and it was mostly to get Jorge riled up, and it worked. Um, but historically speaking, this is this is a Williams event. You go back to 2000, um, and just about, I think it's 15 of the last 19 Wimbledon finals have featured a Williams. They've won 12, I think, of the last 19. 
Um, just absolutely some staggering numbers. But last year, Angelique Kerber beat Serena. We had Garbina Muguruza put it together in 2017 to beat Venus. Serena won in 2015 and 2016, actually beating Kerber and Muguruza. So pretty interesting there just to see um, only four names in the last four finals. Petra Kvitova beat Jeannie Bouchard, who somehow made it to the final in 2014. Um, 2013, someone named Marion Bartoli beat Sabine Lisicki. Um, some interesting names here, but a lot of Williams overall. Um, let's jump into the draw here. We've got the first quarter, which, you know, I, at this point, I, hopefully you're on Twitter and you're following a lot of tennis people and you already know that this is just an absolutely stacked quarter. I'm going to just read some names down here. Um, Ashley Barty is at the top as the one seed. We've got Garbina Muguruza in here, Donna Vekic, Allison Risk, who loves the grass, Belinda Bencic, Serena Williams, um, Angelique Kerber down there at the bottom, Maria Sharapova, Julia Gorgeous, just an absolutely monstrous pile of, of names and which should give us some pretty fantastic matches. So we'll start there, and we'll start with you, Spread. Um, what do you think about this first quarter? Who comes out of this bloodbath? I mean, would it be a grand slam without a quarter of death? I think that always adds to the, uh, the drama. You know, we always know that one quarter is going to be stacked, and here we have it. Um... I don't know. I like Ash Barty here. I don't see any reason why we should discount her uh, successor in the year. She looked great in grass already. You know, surprise winner at the French. She's probably had the best 2019 so far, and uh, I see no reason to go against her. All right, Jorge, do you think we should stop and take a minute and brag again about our Barty outright? Why not? <laughs> All right. For those of you who uh, hopefully listened and followed on, Jorge and I are holding a Barty at 33 to 1 ticket. And let me just do some quick math here and, and see if we could figure out what the old CLV is there. So at 33 to 1, her implied odds were 2.94%. Now that we have a draw, she's a 6 to 1 outright I'm seeing, which gives us a, um, an implied probability of about 14%. So I don't necessarily know what the closing line value on that is, but I think it's a lot. What do you think, Jorge? I'll take the what is it, $26? I think it's like 385%. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, I think that this is the worst possible draw for Ashley Barty, honestly. Um, we're also sitting on Vekic um, futures at 100 to 1, and I got in a lot smaller at 250 to 1. Um, Unibet has now decided to limit me to like $2 wagers on anything over 100, 100 or 150 to 1, so it's they're they're starting to catch on. Um, that's all right. Screw them. I don't care. I'll take the you know the two bucks and, and take as much as I can get. But um, I think that that that's a really tough quarter for her as well because she's in here and in this in this part of the draw. So hopefully we get at least one of them through the quarter. You know. So who do you think is going to win the quarter then, Jorge? Do you, are you confident Barty's going to come out, or do you see another name that sticks out? I, I know you were looking at Kerber a little bit before we got started here. Well, I think. I'm still confident in Ash Barty um, for the main reason that I think Serena being in the other half of the quarter, they're the eighth of the draw, I suppose, in this area, um, as is Angelique Kerber. Vekic and Risk we talked about, but they one of them is knocked out first round. They play each other. So I think that, you know, Barty's path to that quarterfinal goes through Muguruza and Bencic, and Bencic scares me the most there and then in the quarter uh, there's no saying Angelique Kerber is going to even be the player to make it um, to the quarterfinal but those would be the two toughest things I think the semifinal no one in the second quarter um, will give her as tough a time if she gets through the quarterfinal I think she's in the final easily and then there's a ton of hedgeability or hedging room 
um, on the outright wager. So, yeah, I'm still confident in Barty. I don't think her her eight is as tough as the next eight. Uh, and I think that she has a very uh, very good chance of, of getting to at least the fourth-round quarterfinal and, and hopefully farther. So it doesn't sound like any of us are going to take any additional outrights in this first quarter. Um, but looking at some of the prices to win a quarter, luckily, since this is a Grand Slam, we have some more options. Um, I was looking at two numbers here. Kerber's 3-1 to one to win the quarter, and Benchich was 9-1 to one to win the quarter. Um, I'll start with you again, Jorge. Do you see any value in either of those numbers? I know you have a, a lot of faith in Benchich, and she probably does have to beat Barty, but at 9-1, to one, that looked intriguing. Yeah, if there's anyone I would bet on here, and this was um, one of my pre-draw, I had a lot of long shots at point one, point two units. This was the one that was under 100 to 1 that I really liked. Was Benchich, so I think if there's someone I do like in this quarter, it'll be her. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to put any more out there because, sadly, three of my Wimbledon outrights that came out before the draw were um, a personal play on Vekic and then a released play on Benchich and, of course, our play on Barty, and they're all in the same eight. So I think I'm good with just uh, sticking to, to those three on the uh, overall outright market and not putting anything on the to-win quarter market. All right, Spread, what do you think? You know, Serena Williams is in this quarter, and well, why don't we just start there? What do you think about Serena Williams for the next two weeks? Do you think that um, we're going to see some good tennis from her, or should we be looking for opportunities to fade her or maybe pick off people that are near her? I'm not going to try and be uh, fading her because you never know what's going to come, but, I mean, if I were to predict what I think is going to happen, I think that she will win and look fantastic for a couple matches and then at a certain point her body will give out on her and she will either withdraw herself or just play a poor match um, my first quarter winner if um, you know you got a Barty future and you maybe want to hedge a little the number that jumped out to me is I, I it sounds wild but I like Garbine at 10 to 1 um, I think if she redlines she can make it through this quarter I think that she's got a great chance to beat Barty if she's playing her best because I think she matches up well. And, um, you know, if you're looking for kind of a, like a long shot, outright first quarter winner, uh, I like Garby Muguruza. So spread expecting some Muguruzlessness this next couple weeks. That'll be interesting. Um, but I think that just about wraps up the first quarter, unless you guys have anything to add. We can jump into the second quarter, which is almost the diametric opposite of the first quarter. Um, we have a lot of names in here, but none that are too inspiring. Um, starting at the top of the quarter, you've got Kiki Burton's um, coming off some some pretty interesting um, to be nice performances, um, a couple odd withdraws and just really a no show in her last match. Um, Barbara Stritzova, who's pretty decent on grass, but tough to think she can put it together for two weeks. Elise Mertens, who I don't know how many outrights or, or picks that we've had on Elise Mertens over the season. She's been nothing but a letdown. We do have Jorge's girl, Tamara Zidancic, um, but it's my understanding we'll be playing on grass and not clay. Um, <laughs> Sloan Stevens is here. We continue to be disappointed in her. Joe Conta is an interesting local name. She'll have the hopefully home court edge with the uh, backing of her fellow uh, English people here. And Petra Kvitova is also in here as well, but we're not even sure she's going to play. And also the young American, Anna Samova. Um, so a, a lot more wide open second quarter spread. What do you think about this second quarter? Who do you think comes out and, um, is there any outrights you like here? Okay. Well, you guys had to help me out. This shows you how behind I've been, um, you know, due to personal reasons, but <laughs> originally Kavitova jumped out as me, but with you telling me she has an elbow problems, I've thrown that one right out the window. And the one that's jumping out to me right now, if you want a nice long shot for the quarter is Kiki Mladenovic at 22 to one. 
Um, I think she has another one ability to get hot. I think she's got a good game for the surface. I think if she serves well, um, you know, she would be able to do it. She'd meet up with Kvitova in the second round. Um, probably uh, too early to hedge there, but, you know, if she were able to get past that, you'd be sitting pretty. So uh, my long shot for the second quarter is Kiki Mladenovic. And I like that you went with a, to win the quarter price. That was one of the things I was thinking. I, looking at this group of names, mm-hmm. um, and I'll ask you, Jorge, can, can you see anybody in this quarter beating whoever wins the first quarter? Uh, not unless the, the first quarter beats the crap out of each other and plays like, you know, a bunch of 12 all third set tie breaks. Um, that's the only way I, I see <laughs> the second quarter uh, emerging victorious in that semi. Um, but in terms of this quarter, I would look, I would almost look to just try and take a, a, a real long shot like Strichkova or, um, I mean, even Elise Mertens' price here on grass isn't terrible, um, probably because her season has been for her standards. Um, but like 22 to 1, she's with Miladenovic in that in that grouping there. Uh, I like that, and I think that Strichkova. Uh, to win the quarter would be an interesting look. I, I mean, forty to one there. How is she on the same wavelength as Teresa Martinkova? Why is Alexandrova any more likely to win the quarter than her? Why is ja- Anjabur um, ahead of her? I know these are My, money markets, but if that's... I were to say why, it's because she hasn't been able to put together consistent performances throughout a tournament. You know, she just she plays great one or two matches, and then it but, seems like with her age, she's fatiguing easier as she goes what, along in tournaments. But that doesn't explain why Martin Kova has a better or has the same price as her. Like, uh, she's the favorite in her first match. I think Martin Kova loses her first match. You know, uh, I mean, just all 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 the uh, you know kind of machinations going through my mind now lead me to believe that you know Strichkova is a much much better play here, especially getting Swan or Siegman second round versus potentially getting Stevens like a Martin Kova does. Like, that, that pricing is off. So what would it, what would you want it to be at? Like just plus thirty to one, like. Uh, yeah, she should be down in the same range as Elise Mertens. That's what I would mind. say. Oh, really? That low? I would yeah, say they should both in be in the 20, 20, 15 to 20 range in my book. 25 to 1 would probably be about right, but 40, 40 to 1 is stupid. Um, I just don't understand that, considering her first match is going to be tougher than her second. If she gets past Serenko, which she's favored to do, I mean, she's in the third round, whereas you know some of the ladies around her have much tougher draws and, and much less pedigree on grass. So I think... For me, Barbara Strichkova to win the third quarter at 40-1 to 1 is probably a quarter-unit play. Um, that would net you 10 units of profit, and there's lots of room to hedge in there as well as, as you know, if she can get to the third, fourth uh, rounds. Yep, those are the two names I had circled, Stritzova and, and Mertens. Mertens at 22-1 to 1 just kind of feels irresponsible to me. Her first three matches are really easy. Fiona Farrow, you know, a young French player who hasn't played a ton on grass. Then she's got Pekovic or Nicolescu, um, and then, you know, Kiang Wang, maybe Tamara Zadancic. Uh, that's three pretty easy wins. And then she's looking at maybe Burton's, maybe Stritzova. But at 22-1, at to 1, you have a really great shot at getting somebody into the quarterfinals, and who has a real chance to win, and I feel the same way about Stritzova. I did think Spread made a good point about her age and struggling to string together a few matches. I think when we're done here, while I'm working on my preview for Wimbledon, which I'll be putting up on uh, deepdivemedia.co, I'll take a look and see what her longest run is lately, but I think at 40-1, to 1, there's, there's still some value there. All right, guys, any other thoughts for the second quarter here? Are you ready to move on to the third? Let's go three. All right, Jorge, how much money are you going to bet on Alina Svinalina now that she's back with her boyfriend and we're living that gem's life? 
Um, somewhere between zero dollars and zero cents, and zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> but that's Canadian, so you gotta do the uh, convert. That's you gotta convert that. What is that in uh, in Canadian? So that's at least twenty five cents Canadian. Um, no, so, I was speaking in Canadian dollars. That's like minus. Oh. That's like minus a dollar in American. Yeah, that's 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 not good. All right. I well, mean Canada. Remember. <laughs> so lay, lay it lay us out for us then. We know that you are the preeminent Alina Svitolina fan, you know, on Twitter as far as I'm concerned, let alone on this podcast. But um, you know, what's what are her concerns on this surface? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, people can hit, people hit throw her on fast hard courts at the U.S. Open and uh, Aussie Open. It's always been her problem. Um, that could happen here as well. Uh, the pedigree, I think, her pedigree is primarily hard courts than clay courts. I don't think grass is her best surface. Her draw, uh, Gavrilova isn't. You know, she's up and down on grass, but um, she's an Aussie. Uh, they're they're usually comfortable on, on the surface. They're one of the countries in the world that actually has grass courts outside of England. Um, she's a known player. Uh, the price is off in her first match. She shouldn't be uh, 1.3 or whatever that is in American odds. Uh, and then her second match could be Gasparian, who's had a very nice grass season. Her backhand's working very well, and she beat Svitolina already um, this season on grass. So I just I don't see any value in Svitolina's numbers, whether it be on the outright market or whether it be uh, to win the quarter. I think she's got hurdles in the first round and then she's got a hurdle in the second round uh you know and then then having to beat someone like uh Martich or Sakari in the third round and then potentially Sevastova in the fourth round that's a that's a nasty path just to get to the quarter where then you where you then have to probably beat a Pliskova or Vondrasova I just I don't see it happening um I don't see any value in in Svitolina I don't really see any value on anyone in that section uh, until you get to Sevastova, I think that 14-1 there to win the quarter, I think she's by far the best player right now um, in this this eighth of the, the draw. All right, Spread, now it's your turn. We've got Helena Ostapenko here in the uh, bottom half of this quarter. So how much money are you going to risk on her to, to, to do well this fortnight? I mean, I'll throw 10 bucks on her to win the quarter. But, no, honestly, I was really excited about her play going into uh, this tournament. But she was limping in the match that she withdrew from um, this week. That was kind of a disappointment. And, uh, honestly, she hasn't really been able to put it together more than one or two matches. I think that she's um, uh, great to bet as an underdog and horrible to bet as a favorite. And I think that kind of stays. And uh, just to talk about Svitolina real quick, I think that she's, um, you know, you and I, we both like to cap the same sports, so we cap a lot of NBA. And I think that both sports are right now struggling from just too long a season and over over uh, working their players. And I think that's why it's hard for the WTA to have a consistent top ten because I think to play the schedule required to be in the top ten, I think that you end up playing too much. And I think tennis and basketball are the same where people start specializing at a young age. And I think that it leads to overuse injuries, especially when you play a lot in your teenage years. Um, so it's really too bad a player like Svitolina should be, you know, a mainstay in the top five and the top ten. And I and she, I think she's really hampered by injuries, which is, uh, you know, as well as her game not really being suited to grass, it's just another reason why it's uh, tough to back her this week as we know that she's not fully recovering. She's not 100%. And and to, to that point, too, remember tennis is a sport where you're not getting, unless you have endorsement deals and whatnot, you're not getting paid unless you play. So yeah. all players rush back um, yep. to to try and play early because that's that's how they make their living. Basketball players, these guys all have insurance. The teams have insurance on them. They 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 get their salaries when they're out. Um, so you can be cautious and bring them back when they're fully healthy. Whereas I think tennis players come back 
too quickly a lot of the time, and then you end up seeing them, you know, struggling with injuries for months and not winning matches. And that's, you know, worst of both worlds because they can't get healthy and they're not making money because they're losing because they're still hurt, right? It's They can't afford to take the time off necessary, but at the same time, because they can't afford to take the time off, they can't afford to play the sport. It's, it's a tough situation to be in, um, and I think that that's the one thing I think when we you get into all these prolonged tennis discussions over prize money and spreading it out more, I think that's probably a, a base income is probably the right way to go, uh, if anything, um, from a starting point. But Spitz just she hasn't had the form. This isn't her best surface. She's got a tough draw. There's no value there. Um, throw you know sprinkle a half unit on Sevastova, fourteen to one uh, to win the quarter here, and I think that's probably my only bet. I mean, even in the other half of the the quarter, the other eighth. I mean, Vondrasova, you know, her price has been killed since making that French Open final. Um, Contivate hasn't shown much this grass season. Uh, Sue Shea, I think, Unibet, if they still have the number, 500 to 1, um, is what I locked it in at and what I tweeted out to uh, subscribers out the other day. They limit heavily at those numbers, of course, but even if you can get 4 or $5 down, uh, 500 to 1, well worth it. I mean, she can beat Ostapenko, then it's Yakupovich or Flipkins, then it's the tough one with Plishkova, but she's got that style with the the, the drop shots and the, the junk that can really annoy Plishkova and keep it, the ball out of her hitting zone. Um, you know, Vondrasova could be tough, but then that top half, I think she could beat anyone in that top half of the quarter as well. So I think uh, Sue Shea is actually a look for me here on like a well, really, point one unit kind of thing. Well, really, Jorge, I was more concerned that you kind of just brushed off that um, – Spread kind of low-key gave, uh, just kind of low-key ripped on Svitolina there for a few minutes. Anything nasty you want to say about Ostapenko? <laughs> Do I need to? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, in, in, in pieces of audio that's missing, I wish we could have back. Your little, like, two-minute rant before we got started was <laughs> spectacular. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I don't, I've I never started. seen your face, but I just can imagine a face with a vein on it, like yeah. pulsating. But that was, that was very noble of you. Um, well, I guess hey, to <laughs> I just wanted to point out real quick, up here in Northern California, we're rushing our NBA players back from injury just to fit in, so we got that going for us. <laughs> and then I wanted to ask you, too, what you guys think of Gasparian to win the quarter at 100-1? to one. That's probably worth a tickle. Um, yeah, that's, that jumped out at me, too. She's the same, um, uh, Bovada the same as Barthol, Jakupovic, Friedsom, Para, and Teichman, and Buskova. And I, her name jumped out yes. as being she should be way higher than the, the rest of that group. Yeah, that's an awful kind of uh, mischaracterization. Again, it could be a money market thing. It could just be that they, the whoever's writing lines at Bovada, uh, I'm sure they bring in tennis experts. But any anyone that has Gasparian with the way she's played, um, and the and the fact that she's just a better player than all those women anyway. She's been hurt for a long time, um, but you know she's looked fine this grass season. So I think that's actually a decent look um, to for her to win the quarter. All right, yeah, yeah I think I'm going to tickle that as well. I like that, 100 to 1. And circling back to Sevastova, so you don't have any concerns about Marta Jorge? Um, you know, she's 8 to 1 to win the quarter. I was surprised to see that she was a little um, lighter priced than Sevastova was, but that was the only real kind of stick in the mud for me. I do like the 14 to 1 number, but you think she can get past Martich there in the third round? Oh, definitely. I think she can. Um, look, Martich is quality, and she's. We, we've talked about the fact that I think she's you know, one of the most underrated all-court players uh, on tour with that, with her, her serve. Um, I just think that 
if you if you give me that line and you as the line implies you would have Sevastova as a dog there in the third round and if you give me a dog like plus money on Sevastova I of course I'm going to play that in that match that's that's nuts to me um yeah absolutely I like I, I don't I don't have a concern with Martich in that spot considering the price oh. I'm getting I'm fine with it all right, and the only other thing I wanted to touch on here was Karolina Pliskova. I know she's in a final um, tomorrow and, you know, will be coming off a long week, but my God, if there was ever a chance for her to win a major, um, especially Wimbledon, this would be it. She has just a dream of a draw here. Um, Lin Zhu in the first round should be easy. Puig probably in the second round, no problem there. Maybe Ostapenko, maybe Shea, you know, either could redline and maybe give her some trouble. But if she plays her best tennis here, she should be able to win this quarter. Um, you know, either you think she puts it together here over the next two weeks and, and finally makes a long run at Wimbledon? Yeah, I like it. I don't, I'm don't. i not really as concerned um, about the long week for her. You know, she's going into a slam. There's not really too much travel, and she should have plenty of time to recover, um, you know, in the first couple rounds. So I'm not as concerned as I would usually be off for success this week. And, um, you know... Obviously, uh, I don't know. I kind of overrate Pliskova, though, so I'll take that with a grain of salt. Well, it's never a bad idea to bet on the San Antonio Spurs spread. What do you think, Jorge? <laughs> is is this the final time that Pliskova does it at, at a slam? I mean, it seems like she's got as good of a chance as she ever had. Uh, maybe, but she's got Sue Shea, who, you know, kind of with the with the ability to to play tactically reminds me a lot of Magdalena Rybarakova, who has used her slice and that tactic um, to beat Pliskova multiple times on grass. So uh, if she gets by Shea, or if Shea's knocked out early, then I might believe. Um, otherwise, no, I think I'd be looking to bet Shea in that potential third-round matchup. All right, well, if those of you can hear the helicopter in the background, I think that's the 76ers owner landing to give me an update on the Jimmy Butler situation, but oh, wow. we will continue. Um I just also want to remind before we jump into the fourth quarter that we are three quarters in, and I think we've only picked one outright. Uh, Jorge putting a little bit of money on Shea at 500 to 1. So let's start to think about some of those, and hopefully we can give the listeners one, even though this is tough. Fourth quarter, we've got Simona Halep at the top, Naomi Osaka at the bottom of the quarter. Looking at the middle, we've got Buzarnescu, uh, Azarenka, Tomuljetovic, Madison Keys. Venus Williams, uh, Arena the Amazonian Warrior Sabalenka, Caroline Wozniacki, um, Caroline Garcia, Sophia Kennan, Diana Yastremska, and of course I said Naomi Osaka, and uh, lest we forget the very young Iga Swiatek, um, I think at her first Wimbledon here. So I'll start with you this time, Jorge. When you look at the fourth quarter, what name do you think comes out? Uh, well, first I want to preface by saying the reason why it's tough to give out rates is because all the outrights I gave um, subscriber-wise that I was planning on talking about. Uh, Rybrakova was one of them. She got Sabalenka first round. Um, yeah. Benchich, Shea, uh, uh, all these people, Vekic, all these people in the first quarter um, kind of loaded up. So the draw played out to the point where there's, I just don't see much value there. So I'm trying to focus on to win markets, uh, to win the quarter markets, sorry. Um, in, this, in this quarter, though, I'm really eyeing Madison Keys. Uh, I think that you know Sabalenka to me. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a bet against her in the first round. Uh, Wozniacki is on the other side of the 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 quarter. Where by the time the quarter gets quarterfinals get around, I think how do we know if she's going to hold up? Um, Kennan's on that other side. Osaka's on the other side. I'm targeting Halep's eighth here. 
I mean, I see her first round against Kumkum. That shouldn't be a problem. Kuzmova, Herzog, there's another one. Um, Kuzmova, I gave out ages ago at 1,000 to 1. You know, that's a tough draw to draw key second round. Uh, even Herzog first round. Um, third round, well, we all know how I feel about Venus Williams. So, so you're going to uh, bet on there's her? There's that. <laughs> right. Uh, Madison Keys coming. <laughs> I love asking Mad- that question. <laughs> I hope she has a run just so he's, she's still alive next Saturday and we get the rant. Oh, good oh, God. If she's yes. still alive next Saturday, that's going to be ep- that's gonna if- be epic radio. I mean, for you and I, Noops, we have to root for that just for the sake of our ratings <laughs> and, you know, just for quality I'm going content. to church. I'm going yeah. to church. If All Venus right. Williams is alive, come our recording halfway next weekend, I will go to church. God. <laughs> Hindu gods, Jewish god, whoever's listening, <laughs> that's the deal. Yeah, oh, the just, the first, just for content, I'm rooting for Williams. I, I'm already a big Venus fan, but it just makes oh. it even better. I, like, I, right. I didn't mind her years ago, um, but yeah, getting back, Keys, um, Kumkum, then Kuzmova, then Williams, obviously. To most people, that seems a lot tougher of a draw than it does to me, because I have Venus rated, you know, Probably in the top seventy-five range, top. I think range on now. grass, I think she's still pretty good. Ah, we'll see. I understand your aversion to her on clay, but I go, think on grass and quick hardcourt, she's a uh... go, 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 go. I mean, hey, as an American fan, that really wouldn't be the worst, out, you know, outcome. It would. It would be great for American tennis, yeah, but I don't think. Because... Coco has the, you know, she's still a teenager. Fifteen. If she's there against Keys. Um, you know, there's there's no chance she takes her. I mean, Sabalenka, as I said, I think could go first round. So then it de- comes to the fourth round against Halep, who is beatable on grass. And I think Keys has has enough to get it done. And now I'm just, what am I worried about in the bottom half? You know, Kenin, Osaka, I, I just, I, I'm not as high on Osaka as a lot of people are. Madison Keys to win the quarter for me um, at 7-1 to one, seems like a nice price. Uh, I get away from Osaka, who's in the other half. I get away from Cannon, who's in the other half. Um, I get away from Garcia, who's in the other half. So of her five competitors around her, three of them are in the other eight. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I, I like Keys here. So you mentioned the name that I like, but we'll circle back to that. Let's see if Spread picks it out as well. What do you think, Spread, when you look at the fourth quarter? Who comes out victorious? Man, this is twice, and, and I, we really didn't do this. But I like Sevastova in the second, and I like uh, Keys here as well. I think that you've got, you know, a power player, perfect for the surface, that does well in Grand Slams. And rather than tell you why she's good, because you can just listen to my French Open, we listen to French Open pod and, and see why I like her so much. Osaka, we're right. A little worried about, uh, you know, her mental situation and you know how that she you know how she's playing and dealing with the fame don't, don't want that at four and a half to one higher price i would consider it horrible price Halep still not sold on her in grass still don't like the weak excuse they gave when she bowed out of the french that they were trying for wimbledon instead of the french this year that makes no sense and even if that's true that makes me want to back her even less because that's just just stupid to take a clay court specialist and focus on wimbledon cannon i'm not sold on yet i don't think i think that that she's priced too high ten to one you know, I almost like would like to do an English math PhD and do a not Sophia Kennan at minus 5,000. That would be one of my bow locks. Um, Sabalenka, I don't like her form right now. I was hoping that she'd get back in form for the summer and start defending those points from last year. Don't see it. Garcia, same deal. Form up and down. Don't want to back her. Azarenka is actually intriguing. They're at 14 to 1. Uh, if you want to argue for Azarenka, I will not argue against you. Wozniacki, too much. Uh, 
around the around her health. I don't think she can put together the matches. And your strengths guy, I just don't think she's ready yet. That's all right, well, I got the keys. All right, I'm gonna rain on your parade a little bit here. All right. What's the furthest Madison Keys has ever made it in Wimbledon? In the fourth the round. She made the quarters. How many times did she make the quarters? Once. How many times has she made the round of four? Uh, one additional time. Uh, two additional times, and and that's two. pretty much it. Either she loses, it looks like, um, going through here, first round exit, she's got a couple, and mostly second round exits. She really doesn't play terribly well here. So I was surprised to hear, hear you guys be so excited. Um, yeah. I yeah. guess, explain to me what you don't like about Halep on grass, because... Uh, this looks like a winnable draw for her, and I know that we think of her as a clay quarter, but she actually has some really great hold break numbers on the surface. So, you know, Jorge, what what do you see in her game that that bothers you? That that you know makes you kind of dismiss her like you did. It's not so much that I think she's bad on grass. I think she's probably one of the you know elite all court players in the world, and it's why she's always top three, top five, always. Um, but I just don't. I just think that she can be hit through on grass. I think she's vulnerable on grass. Um, and I think that Madison has the game to do it. Now, keep in mind, the Madison Keys kryptonite of Evgenia Rodina is awful this year. So, you know, last year's third round exit, <laughs> that's not happening this year. Boom. We're already better off. All right. Evgenia Rodina will not be playing her in the third round. So that that's huge. Um, <laughs> and then with Halep, I, I just, you know, I, it's funny because I say she could be hit through, but the last two to beat her on grass were Kerber and Shea. Um, who aren't that way, but Conta certainly uh, managed to do it in the, in the quarterfinals in 2017. Um, I guess she does kind of like to redirect the pace, but I, I, I just I believe in Madison Keys. They they played a close match on grass before, um, and I just I think the number there uh, at seven to one I like a lot more than than trying to to back one of the the top two dogs in the quarter. Anything to add, Spread? Yeah, for Halep, I think the reason she has whole good whole break numbers is she's uh, very consistent. She beats the players she's supposed to beat and puts forth good performances all the time. I think that's where you're getting those good whole break numbers from. But I think when she goes up against the top competition on grass, I think that's where um, you know the shortcomings of her game as being suited to grass. And by say, by saying that, I mean um, you know average to above average second serve definitely can be attacked, and you know more of her reliance on top spin and movement I think can also be exploited by the top players. Um, but, you know, early, I think that she's a great parlay piece. Uh, I think that she's able to beat the players that she's supposed to beat. Uh, it's just when she gets later in the tournament, I, I think that's where she's going to have some problems. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I'm not, still not there yet. That's who I'm picking. That's, I think at 16-1 to 1 to win this entire event, I think she's got a quarter she can win. You know, she's going to have to beat Carolina Pliskova there to make it to the finals and then probably face Barty or somebody. I just I don't understand why this is 16 to 1. She should always be 10 to 1 or less in my opinion. See, that's that's probably the look if you want to play Halep. I mean, don't back her at uh, I think she's 5 to 1. I'm seeing 5 to 1. Yeah, don't back her 5 to 1 to win the fourth quarter. If she wins the fourth quarter, um, I see her beating anyone that comes out of the third quarter. Like, if she's going to get through the Keyses in Osaka, she's certainly going to get through Pliskova, um, especially having seen that same style multiple times, potentially beforehand. Uh, take the 16-1. to one, Take the extra 11 bucks. She only has to win two matches. I'm very confident she gets at least one of those wins. And then in the final, if you get a Barty who is on absolute fire and is the world number one, 
uh, and on her second 11-match-plus win streak of the season, then I think that you know, you're going to have a very easily hedged price in that final um, with Halep to, to do that. So I think that's probably the better look. Um, than than winning the quarter, but uh, I'd, I'd still I, I I still think Keys has a good shot at this quarter. Remember, I don't need you know I'm not saying you know she wins 100 percent of the time, but I just think that the implied probabilities um, sitting at you know one out of every seven times uh, provides some value there. So um, I'm going to go with her. Yeah. All right, anything to add, guys? Before I do a quick recap of what I think we all just picked. Nope. Uh, yeah, just one thing about the fourth quarter. My most disappointing first-round match was Sabalenka versus Rybarikova. Uh, I like back in Rybarikova during the grass time. She's like the last grass court specialist in my mind. And uh, I think that was just a tough draw for her. Really disappointed. All right, let's go through and recap things. You know, again, the first quarter is an absolute mess. Um, we thought about some Belinda Bencic. I believe she was 9-1 to one during that first quarter. I'm going to be looking at that probably for half a unit or so. Um, second quarter, Jorge and I liked uh, Mertens 22-1 to one to win the quarter, as well as Stritzova at 40-1 to one to win the quarter. Um, looking through spread at it. Who did you have in the second so quarter? So let me give you mine real quick. I moved Garuza at 10 to 1 on the That's first right. quarter Sorry. and Mladenovic at 22 to 1 on the second. Gotcha. Third quarter, uh, we like Gasparian 100 to, 100 to 1 to win the quarter. We like Sevastova 14 to 1 to win that third quarter. I don't think. Was there anything else in the third quarter, guys? Nope. And then fourth quarter, I am going to take Halep 16 to 1 to win the whole Shebanga Bang. Um, Jorge likes Jorge and Spread both like keys seven to one to win the quarter, and Jorge wants to place as much money as he can on Ken and not to do it. Uh, no, no, I do. That was me. Oh, uh, sorry, that was Spread. I got that backwards. All right, guys. Anything I missed from an outright perspective? Are you guys ready to start um, flying through some first round lines here? I think you got it all. Awesome. All right, actually, and I'm just pulling up the lines right now for the first round. Um, let's see, who do we have at the top? of the list. This is terrible that I wasn't more prepared for this. It's good that I just keep talking. Yeah, so I'm on odds portal right now and uh, because there we go. the first one doesn't have the odds, but it doesn't but it puts them in alphabetical order and not in the order of the tournament like you're going to read them, so I might be a little behind well, when I'm going from I don't think they've released they haven't released a schedule yet, I don't think. That's why. They do put them in the order oh, of okay. play. Okay. But they haven't well, released a schedule yet, so so I, I finally okay. got some uh, some odds up here. We'll just run through whatever order Bovada's got them in. Um, Ashley good. Barty minus eighteen hundred over Sai Sai Zhang. She's minus six and a half games. The total seventeen and a half. That looks like a pass. Any angles from you guys there? No, we're already on the outright. Yeah. So. Yeah. No play. Kuznetsova, a small dog at plus 135 to Allison Van Udvank. I'm surprised that Van Udvank is at a little bigger favorite, but I'm not sure that I could bet her. Um, Jorge, I heard that you were leaning towards Kuznetsova, maybe. At this price, I am. I think she's an all-court player. Uh, she's had success on grass before. Um, Van Udvank is one of those players I, I, wouldn't, I love to back as a dog when she's, mis, when she's a mispriced underdog, um, but I'm not going to go and back when she's the fave against a talented player. She doesn't have the greatest record, despite having the game you would think would work well on grass. Um, she has left some to be desired, so if she's not an underdog, I don't I don't back her. I would look to play Kuznetsova in some capacity here. What do you think, Spread? Same deal. I'm surprised that you're getting such a price. Aaron Ospotter, I'm seeing a plus 140. I think that's way too high. And, uh, yeah, I think Kuznetsova is a nice first-round play. 
All right. Like the dog there, Harriet Dart and uh, Christina McHale are playing. I'm seeing minus 10 each way. I kind of like Dart there at that price. She has slightly better hold break numbers historically and will be playing in front of a home crowd. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I like McHale at first, but I'm not going to play it because, like you said, the uh, the home court or yeah, home court works. Uh, I think I just don't like the uh, unpredictability of Dart maybe playing her best and maybe not getting the best from McHale, so I'm staying away. But uh, definitely do not dislike your uh, your dart play. How about you, Jorge? I'm gonna pass. I would I would lean McHale or uh, or, or nothing. Um, but I'm gonna go with nothing. Garbina Muguruza, a big favorite, minus two sixty five, land four games against Beatrice Haddad Mai. Um, anybody doing anything with that match? I tend to avoid Muguruza when she's this big of a favorite. I think that that's actually not enough enough of a favorite. I like uh, the minus four there. Interesting. How about you, Jorge? Oh, see, I, I just think that Haddad Maya has a serve and not much else, and she's not going to out hit. She's not going to even really out serve Muguruza. Muguruza's got way more dynamism to her game. She moves better. I don't want to play it, but I could see myself degen betting minus four for Muguruza. But she also can just turn around and completely uh, blow a set, which could really hurt a minus four. So I'm going to pass. Hey, it's it's tough to bet bet on Muguruza and not knowing what she's going to be like. Donna Vekic minus one eighty over Allison Risk plus one forty five. This match is going to be a lot of fun, and I love betting on Vekic, but I think this should be priced a little closer. What do you think, Jorge? Completely agree. Um, if you're going to bet it, you have to bet Risk. But uh, this is one of those things. Remember, spread mentioned, I believe, uh, in, the, in recent weeks that sometimes the math says you have to bet or the, the, the odds dictate betting one side, but then when you run it through and you think, you know, if it's really a, a 50 to 55% shot, it's probably better to pass when you've got 128 matches, or sorry, 64 in my case, 128 matches to go through. You're going to find better spots. I left it, but if you're going to play it, plus 145, plus 150, you have to take that value on risk. What do you think, Spread? Are you going to back the dog or move on? What's my, uh, did you give me a game spread for Vekic there? Minus three. Ooh. Still like I, I like Vekic minus three there. Interesting. Mm. All right. A lot of uh, back and forth here. That's, I don't think we've uh, that, got uh, consensus yet. I'll tell you what though. That that's uh, minus three. I can see it being. I can see it being a push, or I can see it being a real sweaty tiebreaker if you play it. But yeah, if I were to play that match, I'm going minus three there for Vekic. Kirkov plus one hundred playing against Jurovic minus one twenty five. <laughs> um, can we just swap these Next. people out for two others? Um, Vogelay, baby. Yeah, sure. Uh, Vogelay <laughs> plus one ninety uh, against Kaya Kanepi minus two thirty five. Kanepi looks like a good parlay piece to me. What do you think, Jorge? I think that looks about right. Um, I'm not huge on Vogelay, but uh, she, you know, or she can she can buy she might be able to give her some trouble. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to delve into this one. How about you, Spread? I would, I would take Vogley at that number. I'm not going to play it, but um, I think the smartest bet at I'm seeing plus 186 would be Vogley. I think that she she wins. I don't know what the high probability is there, but it's got to be what? I think she wins 37, 38% of the time, so I know plus 186 is higher high probability than that. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, plus 300 against Belinda Benjic, who's minus 400. Yeah, that's uh, Benchich probably blows her out of it. Um, Benchich laying five games. How's any Pals of you have any interest? Break? How's Pals hold break on grass? 
Let me see if I can pull it up quickly. Um, yeah, and maybe Horan can break it down. I don't think it's terribly down. good. That's yeah, I, I'm looking at a number below, well below 100. percent That's a that's a real tough line to bet though with Benchich. Um, I know Pavs isn't great on the surface, but man, that's expensive. Yeah, that's way that's too pass. expensive. You think that's expensive? Serena Williams is laying seven games for plus 100 odds, or is minus 4,000 on the money line? Um, are we doing anything with that? No. I agree. Moving on, Kaha Hooven. I think it's Kaha or Kaja. Ka- or Kaya Yuvan. Kaya Yuvan. Plus go. 105 against Christina Pliskova, the lesser. Um, I kind of want to bet the dog, but this is just a great surface for, for the young for the uh, other Pliskova. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I like uh, Pliskova. I'm looking for this. Uh, I don't see it. Yeah, Pushko's minus 135, plus 105. I'm looking at odds on Bovada, so there are probably a couple other places. But what do you think, Jorge? Any interest in the younger player there? No. Um, oh, I, I, see I, I haven't seen too, too much on her uh, of her on grass. And I'd like to probably just watch the match, see what we can uh, tally up from, from watching. Okay, I found it now. I didn't realize the odds were so close. I like, I like uh, Pliskova over there. All right. I only have to pay minus one twenty-seven. That's what I'm seeing on Ants Bartle. I'll, I'll take yeah. Plisk over there. It's probably not a bad spot. The surface really. Yeah, I think um, it does. I think it's a, a suits nice her, but that'll be her. fun to watch the younger player and see how she does. Yep. Uh, Paula Badosa Gibert or Gibert. Oh God, I'm just screwing these Gibert. up. Anyway, Paula Badosa. Yeah, Hibert. Minus one sixty-five against Vavara Flink. Um, any opinions from from either of you on that match? Yeah, this is a this is a well for me. I got it at minus one thirty-eight. But, Ooh, CLV. Uh, but yeah, that is a that's a big play for me on Bedosa Hebert. Um, everyone keeps assuming she's just a hardcore player. She's had a decent grass court season. Uh, Barbara Flink is really a no name pusher as far as I'm concerned. I'm really not understanding how this line didn't open at the one sixty something number. Um, and I'm glad they did open it lower. That is a that was absolutely a play for me at one sixty five. I'd still play the spread. I think she wins something like four and three fairly comfortably. So yeah, uh, I'd play it around there. Anything to add, Spread? Yeah, no, I'm passing on that match. Gorgeous minus 425 against Roos. Gorgeous land five games here, a total right around 20. All that looks right to me. What do you think, Spread? Uh, definitely not going to play it, but if you want to degen out, I'd take the plus five. How about you, Jorge? Uh, no, nothing here. Carlos Suarez Navarro, a small dog at plus 110 against Sam Stoser, minus 135. What do you think, Spread? You gonna take the Spaniard or the Australian? Spaniard. I think I like Suarez Navarro as a dog too. How about you, Jorge? Uh, I that line that line moved on me before I saw it, and uh, I would have played Stozer, but um, I wonder if she's if she's still around minus one twenty five bet three six five, I might consider it, uh, but I won't be playing Suarez Navarro. No. Maria Sharapova returns to tennis as a minus five hundred favorite, laying five and a half games against Pauline Parmentier. That feels about right. Um, you guys gonna do anything with Sharapova? No, I'm staying away before I uh, get a better idea of her health. I, I'm tempted just because that looks like I would have her at like minus a thousand here, even in her first match back. I don't care. She knows her grass. She loves her grass. She has the game for it. Um, the big serve, the flat, big ground strokes. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would. I would. I wouldn't mind parlaying even minus five hundred. I know that sounds cra- crazy. But I line it around minus 800 to minus 1,000. So, yeah, um, you can play Sharp over here. 
Yeah, I'm seeing minus five and a half at e at even money here. I bet you could get minus six games at like plus one twenty-five or something. That might be worth a sprinkle, um, just in case she comes out and, and hands out the blowout. Katarina Kozlova plus one sixty against Lauren Davis. The American is minus two hundred. This feels about right to me. Anything? Any leans here, Jorge? Yeah, I laid the games at minus. I think it was probably minus one seventy or minus one sixty-five. I think I. I laid three games here and backed Lauren Davis. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, I mean, implying, you know, 6-4 or 6-3, 4-6, that gets you the win. That's I'm more than comfortable with that. Um, or even, you know, 6-3, 4-6, 6-4 gets you the push. That, I, I think this is, you know, fairly straightforward for her. I don't understand why um, we're seeing this, this line. Um, not be you know minus 250 minus 300 on grass but I'll, I'll take it yeah davis is a good parlay piece i think how about you spread uh the price i like kozlova but i don't like the way her game translates to grass so it's a stay away from me kerber minus 800 again tatana maria kerber's land six games and you can get a little plus money on that um any interest in kerber off a long week no not not in no. the first not the first match no complete stay away Burton's minus two thousand against Mandy Manila. Um, it just feels. It, uh, is, is there any reason at all I should consider Manila plus six and a half games at standard juice? Well, she's uh, got to serve. That's what she I mean. Can like win six, six games and a half, so right? Need, right. Right. Exactly. She's got to lose three and three or four and two. That seems doable. I don't like it. I don't Wait, think no. It's worth it. Yeah, three and three. And now you know. I I think it could end up right in that three and three or three and two spot so i think the line's pretty much about right and i don't know how much of an edge you have there um i think you're kind of almost flipping a coin on perhaps the last game of the match so probably a yeah. stay, that's a stay away yeah that's one where a, a late break or some serve who serves first nonsense could get you but i'll, I'll be thinking about that taylor towns in a favorite minus 165 over rodia nova plus 135 i have really no opinion on this spread anything to say uh, if you're, I'm not playing it. If you're going to DJN, I take Rodia Nova. How about you, Jorge? I was hoping to get a bit better of a player than Taylor Townsend. I would have paid an extra game on the spread and hammered it. Um, Arena Rodia Nova's trash, but it's, you know, you give me Taylor Townsend to oppose her with, really? That was such a nice spot for like a minus five or five and a half game uh, spread bet, but it's it's gone now with Taylor Townsend on the other side. Laura Siegman, the clay quarter, uh, playing Katie Swan at home. Unfortunately, Katie Swan doesn't have too many great performances on grass, but the match is lined pretty evenly here. I'm seeing minus 110 both directions. Do you have any lean here, Jorge? Well, if you turned off the Shui Zhang match at 4-2, 30-11, the third set, you'd think she, you, you would have thought she beat <laughs> Shui Zhang, so there is a grass result. Um, but she, I, I think she's decent. What's the? Um, I don't have that particular match in front of me right now. What's the line on that? Minus 110 each way. Boy, I would have liked plus money on Katie Swan to, to bet Katie Swan there. I think it's Swan or pass, and at that price, I think it has to be a pass. I think you look for plus 120 um, to, to back her there. What do you think, Spread? I got nothing on this match. Let's keep going. <laughs> Stritzova minus 165 against Sarenko. I love that number. I think Stritzova gets this win pretty comfortable. I mean, Spread, you laid out earlier, you know, Stritzova can get tired or beaten by younger, more powerful players, and that does not describe Lesia Sarenko at all. So what do you think, Spread? Does Stritzova take care of business here? Yep, I like Stritzova there. How about you, Jorge? 
Um, the price moved away from my value um, window earlier before the spread came out. I saw it at minus 145. I wanted to bet it around minus 145, but I wanted to bet it on the spread. I don't pay anything above uh, minus 138 on the money lines. So before the spread came out, it kind of, uh, it dropped, you know, all the way down to minus 165, which, you know, the correlated uh, spread there when they released the spread to correlate with the money line was a half game off. So I, I, I really would have liked um, to play her, but she moved outside of what, what I consider having a big enough edge to, to do it. So it's, I do like Strychkova, but I'm not playing it. Merton's minus 750, land five and a half games against Farrow. Um, all that looks just about right to me. The total's at 19 and a half, which might be half a game too low, but uh, no action for me in this match. How about you, Spread? Complete pass. Jorge? Yeah, I, I, don't, like, I don't like much here. Pekovic plus 110 against Nicolescu at minus 135. I'm going to add this to the list of matches that Wimbledon, <laughs> Wimbledon should just cancel. Um, anybody see an angle here? Yep, I'm slicing and dicing with Monica Nicolescu here. Yeah, I agree with spread. I think that if, if I, I, I'm not betting it, because I've already outlaid enough <laughs> between outrights and, uh, and and first-round bets, but I do think that there's there's enough, maybe enough value to play Nicolescu. I certainly think that uh, she wins this match. All right, Jorge, we'll start with you this time, since one of your very favorites, Tamara Zidancic, is a favorite oh. on, on grass against your fellow countrywoman and uh, noted Instagram model, Jeannie Bouchard. Not sure why she's playing tennis. Maybe she got some advertising money or something. But what do you think? What, hap what happens here? we got a clay quarter versus an Internet model. Oh, gosh. I'm not even going to watch that match. I'm Canadian. I'm not even going to watch that match. How about you, Sprague? Any, any thoughts on this in, in general? Um, it'll be an interesting watch, I think. Jeannie, I'm all over Jeannie here. She has such a higher ceiling. It does feel like you she have to take her as a dog. I mean, she of her potential. She wins this match. Oof, disagree. <laughs> it's 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 tough. I mean, I think a lot of people will be on Bouchard. She's a finalist actually here, as I mentioned a few years ago. But I, I can't even remember the last time she played tennis. Um, moving forward, Kyung Wang minus three thirty-five against Vera Lapko. Feels like maybe that's an expensive price on Wang, but I can't bring myself to bet Lapko. What do you think, Jorge? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that Lapko, you know, in a, in a different season, um, at this number would would be, you know, a, a nice price. The problem is the price is this nice because this season has been so poor for her, right? That's all part of what goes into the pricing. So uh, it makes total sense um, why Wang, despite not having a great. Um, you know, record or, or history on grass is such a big favorite here. It's a pass for me. How about you, Spread? Are you going to try to do anything with Wong? Maybe put her in a parlay or lay the four games, although it's very juicy. You probably have to lay four and a half, frankly. No, uh, I'm real uh, hesitant to try and um, try and diagnose her form on grass because I haven't done very well so far, so I'm staying away. Stevens minus 260 against Bashinsky. I guess that's right. Bashinsky, again, better, I think, on clay than... She is on most other surfaces, but Stevens just what, as mercurial as anybody is in the WTA. What do you think, Spread? Uh, I like Stevens here. I don't. I think that you're going to actually a pretty cheap price. I thought it'd be like minus four hundred. How about you, Jorge? I think that the price is right. I think that um, you know Bashinsky's known as a clay quarter, but she's had she's had some runs on grass uh, in the past, um, and knowing how Sloan, especially early in slams, before she really ramps it up, can can just toss away sets. Uh, I wouldn't be keen to be backing Sloan Stevens here. 
Yifan Wang minus 165 against Martin Kova plus 135. Interesting to see what Wang can do this fortnight. She's had a little success in one of her other grass events this year, but in general, I, I don't think she has a, a game for the surface. What do you think, Jorge? Well, I think she has a game that can that can be just fine on the surface, um, on any surface, just because she she does hit with enough pace and she can hit from both wings. I think she's always going to be okay on on most surfaces, but. Um, I just think Martin Gove is one of those sneaky players who, you know, with the way she can hit, if she plays the top of her game and, and she's hitting with the grass on her side, it's a it's a tough it's a it's tough to justify that steep of a price. I do like Wong, and I think Wong is still a bit undervalued on grass, but not in this particular uh, spot. What do you think, Spread? I like Martin Kova here, too. I'm surprised that she was the dog. I thought this was going to be one of our coin flip pick matches, and if you're giving me plus money here, I like Martin Kova. Alexandrova, small favorite, minus 140 over Siniakova, plus 115. In general, for me, the rule is bet Siniakova as a dog, pass on her as a favorite, but I don't know if I can get myself all the way to, to, uh, to take her here. What do you think, Spread? I'm all about Siniakova here. Same thing. I think it should be even, and I'm getting plus money. I'll take Siniakova. Do you not think, though, that, like, look at these two players they're so similar in the sense that they can both hit well that what they can when they're both on they can beat almost anyone um on their day but they're both just so error prone and so you know prone to mental lapses within matches that it just seems like a, a complete pass for me i can't bring myself to bet it's hard to to gauge for me i like to gauge the matchup uh, style as well it's hard to do because you know, you have to assume they're both playing their best when they evaluate when you evaluate the stylistic matchup, and these two hardly ever do. So I think the, I think this is a case though of just because you have so many matches, you know, there's no reason to do it. But if this is like a semifinal on a slower week, um, you know, I think the Siniakova would definitely be worth a look. And my contention would be that at her best, Siniakova would beat Alexandrova at her best, and that's why I'm, you know, just, you know, if they showed, both showed up and played their best matches, would you guys agree with me there? Yeah, I uh, think so. I, I, I don't necessarily, I still think it's like a 55-45 thing. Hmm. It's, it's, too, it's too close for me. Got it. All right, well, I'll definitely be betting the over two and a half sets when that comes out. I don't even care what the price is. <laughs> Anna plus Bogdan money. plus 475 against Joe Conta. Conta I'm winning five and a half games. There you go. So yeah. It's even better. I, it's Conta or pass for me here, and Conta's minus 750. So, you know, maybe Jorge, like you were talking, put her in your 20 person parlay tomorrow, but I don't know if I'm going to lay the five and a half games. How about you? I don't even think it's worth it in your 20 person parlay. No, not the way, not the way she's away. played. Yeah, this grass season, I think we have. You to know see she's playing Anna Bogdan, match. though, right? Yeah, but still, <laughs> she was playing Ola Jabour last time, and who was coming off a you know puking. That's after a great her point. Match and lost That's a great three point. and two. Yeah, I mean, I'm not laying more than minus seven fifty unless you're giving me like Djokovic or Federer. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, especially on the WTA. That's yeah. True. And one of the easiest matches on the eyes: Amanda Anasimova playing Serrano Sirstia. Um, Anna Samova minus 375, Sirstia plus 290, four and a half games is our spread here. Feels about right. What do you think, spread? Uh, if you're going to degenerate, I would lay the games, but I do not want to bet on this match at all. I think that's a good price. Very watchable match, as you mentioned. I wonder if she's going to wear all white tights, because Kirstea has been doing that this year. She's one of the players taking advantage of that rule, where it's just tights, no skirt. And if any player, if you want any player on the W to take advantage of that rule, she'd easily be top two. So, like, 
got lucky there. I wonder if she'll wear all white tights to, uh, in her match on Monday or Tuesday because that will be something to see. <laughs> all fingers and toes are crossed for the next few days in the hopes that that does happen. Collins. Kalinskaya here, minus 110 against Lynette. I think you already got some action here on Kalinskaya, Jorge. Um, is that price still good enough for you? I don't, know. We were talking about this in the group, I think, during qualies. Um, I, I don't hate the price, but Lynette can really, she can really, you know, punch at the ball uh, in her ground strokes, and she's, she's actually done fairly decently this grass season at the ITF level. So just based on form and based on, you know, the fact that she can hit the ball um, fairly decently, I'm going to pass here. But I, I, I do think, I do like Kalinskaya to win, but it, it, it's a pass for me. Anything to add, Spread? Uh, I like Kalinskaya in my bracket, you know, when we're picking every match, but I don't like her enough to bet it. Uh, Mladenovic, minus 315 over Diachenko. That kind of looks aggressive. What do you think, Spread? Uh, you know me, I do like Diachenko two forty. Yeah, I like Mladenovic in this tournament, but I think that price is off. I think that I think that's too high. Um, How about you, Jorge? I'm on Diachenko plus two eighty five. Yeah, and I can't uh, even argue with that at that price. Plus two eighty five you know. is sweet. I yeah, think I still even price. like plus two forty. I, I still Maybe. yeah, anything over plus two twenty five I think is, is something worth taking a shot at. Uh Diachenko has a history of upsets here. If you remember she beat Maria Sharapova here. Um, came out of nowhere as an underdog and won. She's got the, the big serve. She can really hit the ball. Um, sh she's not going to be pushed around by Kiki, that's for sure. And I think, you know, I think both women win four or five games each set. And then it's coming down to, you know, one a one-break margin in each set. And I think to have someone priced at plus 285 uh, in that in what should be that tight of a match is irresponsible. I think Diachenko has success on grass. Not this year. I think the form this year is why you kind of see that. But at the same time, Kiki Mladenovic is one of, like, four or five people all season to lose to Evgenia Rodina. Like, she lost to Rodina on grass. She's susceptible to a loss. And Diachenko is far better on grass right now in today's world than Evgenia Rodina, who looks like she spent a little too much time at McDonald's and not enough time on the practice courts. Uh, Noops is muted, but I don't have a play on this match at all. Oh, thank you. Well... Yeah. What I was actually trying to ask you guys was, in your memory, has there ever been a match where both women withdrew? Is that possible? I mean, I'm sure there has, but I can't think of one. Well, Kvitova's so, like, playing Jabor, and I think we got a real chance that neither one of them actually oh, make wow. it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Nice that, setup. That, very well, very well done. Double lucky loser there um, <laughs> would be fun. But uh, I think we've seen lucky loser be lucky loser before. I think it's happened this year, actually. Uh, but... It would be really interesting if, you know, one of them played and then a lucky loser came in and then, you know, they had to retire in the in the, in the the first set. That, I believe, is a penalty now at Slams. Um, I think that happened actually at the French Open to someone. They got beaten 6-1, 6-1 and had their prize money taken away. So, you know, you, you've got to be careful uh, with that. And uh, I think that... We could very well see at least one of them drop out. Jabor had to gave a walk over to, I believe, Kerber today. Um, our, our friend Five Star Vegas, uh, who was going to join us today, but technical difficulties happened, uh, mentioned that she rolled her ankle. So she may not play. Kvitova tweeted this week herself that she may not play. So if neither of them is going to play, folks, you shouldn't have a play on this match either. 
Svitolina minus 345 against Gavrilova. We'll nope. start with you, Jorge. I think you said you might like Gavrilova even at that price. Oh, gosh, no? I'm not betting. I'm not going to bet that she actually beats Svitz. I'm just saying Svitz has no value at all there. Um, you know what? This I don't usually let my bias affect my bets. Um, I try my best not to in this spot. Is there value on Gavrilova? It's hard to, it's hard to dispute that there is, um, but no, I'm not, I'm not betting. Um, what do you think, Spread? I think that the price is about right. I would think that Svitolina is right for an upset, but Gavrilova does not have the game to do it at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm not touching this one at all. Gasparian, a small favorite, minus 135 over Friedson at plus 110. Friedson played some decent tennis, but this seems like Gasparian's match to lose. What do you think, Spread? Love it. I think it should be like minus 180, minus 190. I'll, I'll go ahead and take Gasparian here and put some money down. That's that's two of us. Um and that is three of us. That form, her form. Uh oh. Oh yeah, there's there it is. There's <laughs> the market death. Congratulations, Annalena Friedsome. Enjoy your yeah. second round with the <laughs> yeah. match. But you well, know what? We're not is we're not a democratic podcast because when we when we all agree, it doesn't go well. I think that um, I think that uh, the net worth consensus. This is the most confident I've been in one in a long while. Um, Friedsome does have kind of like a, a decent pop on the serve. She's more of a clay player, but. Uh, I think she does have the ability to to turn it on and, and hit decently on grass as well. Uh, but Gaspar Yan, we've seen her, you know, I think she got a title at the end of last year when she came back indoors or on hearts in Tashkent. Um, she's she's a very good player. She's easily top 50, top 40 material. Um, but because of her injuries, I think the market severely undervalues her. And this is a spot where you're going to find value um, in, in Margarita Gaspar Yan, especially considering the form she's shown this grass season has been has been there so definitely worth 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 a bet buskova minus 130 against barthel plus 105 someone once told me that mona bartha is terrible so what do you think or hey you gonna bet on buskova no uh, no i mean you've got a, a very good itf hardcore player that can hit against a very bad wta player and in that case who do you side with barthel can also hit um I don't know if I want to go with a very good ITF player to be the very bad WTA player, but there's a reason why one's at the WTA level, the other's at the ITF. So, I, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll pass. Um, I think this is very, very evenly matched. Anything to add, Spread? Nope. Para, plus 210 against Zachary, minus 265. Zachary's probably a great parlay piece. Um, anybody disagree? Yeah, I do. I don't like that price there. No? You're going to take Para? No, but I wouldn't parlay Zachary. I could see that would be like where you go, I got four out of five. Ah, oh, there you go. All right. Mardich minus 235 against Brady at plus 190. That's actually a terrifying matchup for Mardich. And I can't, I skipped over Brady's name while we were flipping through this. I might have to go back and look at that. What do you guys think? Brady plus 190 or plus three and a half games, even money? That's a big number. It's oh. a big number. Uh, I would maybe look over there. We always talk about prices and, and spreads, uh, money lines and spreads, sorry. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things we can talk a little bit more about are total angles, and I think this might be an over angle on the total. I think this could go uh, three sets. You love your over two and a half sets, but for those who don't have that market, um, well, you will. You probably will this tournament because it's a slam, but uh, otherwise the, the, the over games wouldn't probably be a, a terrible look either. 
Yeah, 21 and a half is a, is a really big number, but on grass with two solid servers, I think I could actually even get behind a cheap 21 and a half or maybe even uh, take, the, uh, take it up to 22, you know, and hope you get a tiebreaker, like a 7-5, 6-4 kind of thing. What do you think, Spread? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you guys about your over. I think that's a fine play, but I just wanted to point out, you know, we mentioned Sakri as a parlay piece. I think that if you were going to choose one in this price range, I like Mardich at minus, you know, 220 much better than I like the, the soccer play. I think that, like we mentioned earlier, we know when we were breaking down her 8-1 to one odds to win the quarter, she's a great all-court player, and I uh, really see no reason um, that she wouldn't have success here in this match. Potapova minus 140 against Teichman plus 110. That looks like a really cheap price on Potapova. I'm definitely going to take that. What do you think, Spread? Uh, I don't really like her game on clay. I'm going to stay away from this. On grass. I mean, right, on, grass, grass. on grass. She's a, to me, she's a clay court player. That's why clay came out. Potapova yeah, on clay, I want to put money down, and I'm going to kind of avoid or fade on other surfaces. I don't want to fade here yet, so it's just a complete stay away. I'll, 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 I'll whoa, jeez. Start <laughs> some more. There Start some more, Jorge. Gosh. Um, I'm with you, Noops. Um, I think this is value here. She's got a big serve. Uh, she can really hit the ball. Um, young, up-and-coming player. I, I really think that she should be closer to the minus uh, 190 range um, than minus 140 or minus 135. So, uh, yeah, I'll be on Potapova. Zarina Diaz is a minus, 200 and f- minus 240 favorite over a human woman, but that human woman happens to be Danielle Collins, who's plus 190. I still don't think Wait, I can take what? the dog at that price. Yeah. The, Zarina Diaz is minus yeah, 240, keep, Collins is plus 190, and I don't think I can even take Collins. I was ready to pull the trigger here, uh, plus 145. Uh, Collins withdrew at love five down from her last match. And oh, well, that's why. Yeah, and so money is poured in on Diaz. If it gets to minus 210, consider backing her at only if you have a retirement bookie. If she doesn't retire, I think she has a great chance to win this match. So if you have like a bet hard or bet 365 or um, it's like Boyle, I can't remember which one. There's like an Irish, like I think Skybet. Skybet's what I'm looking for, a British book that voids on retirement no matter what stage in the match. That might be an interesting look. I think at that price... Um, if she really is hurt, then she probably retires. Um, and again, if you retired coming in and you're hurt, you have to. A, a doctor, sh- I think, has to okay you now before they let you on the court, so you don't just go on and tank for the prize money. Um, yeah, I think that if she finishes the match, either she gets doctor prize money anyway, uh, if she gets blown out, or she might have a good chance at winning. So um, if she doesn't withdraw and let a lucky loser, I think that could be an interesting look. All right, the next two matches, we've got double Ova here. Sevastova minus 600, Vondrasova minus 600. Sevastova's playing on, Vondrasova's playing Brangle. Um, do we have any interest of... Yeah, yep. let's move on. How about you, Jorge? Nope, keep going. Another Ova, Muchova minus 190 against Krunich at plus 150. That looks about right to me. What do you think, Spread? Uh, normally I like Krunich here, but she's been playing horribly this year, so I think that price is right. Stay away just in case you get a Krunich... Uh, you know, in good form appearance, so I don't want to take the favorite there, but I'm not playing it. Anything to add, Jorge? Yeah, Kruniture pass, but Chova at minus 190 is unplayable. Cat McNally's playing uh, Heather Watson, and if you haven't had a chance, check out the WTA Twitter oh, page. No, some of these ladies were wearing some very interesting <laughs> outfits. Um, Heather Watson wearing essentially what I think is like red underwear, but couldn't look any worse. Anyway, do any of you like Watson here as the dog, plus 130 in front of the home crowd? Yep. No, no, I think uh, Katie McNally has really shown 
um, some some great stuff this year on indoor hards at a high level, at grass at, at uh, a higher ITF level. Um, she's a very good young player. She can really match the ball, uh, and I think she's a little less inconsistent than Watson. I think she's just young and needs to, to work her way deep into weeks. But she's done it twice this year, and you know, coming in fresh, I, I think she might be able to take this one. But I think it's lined perfectly. Contivate minus two sixty, much to my surprise, on the fast surface against Shelby Rogers, who's plus two hundred five. I don't think I can take the dog, though. Any opinion on for this match spread? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to gen on it, Rogers is the one at that price. But I don't want to go against, uh, you know, my membership in the Annette Contivite fan club. So no play. What do you think, Jorge? Yeah, I'll pass. Um, although I do, plus two hundred five with Shelby Rogers looks intriguing, but I yeah. think. Uh, Annette Contivate outlasts her. They both got good serves. Um, and Annette's just in way better shape and a way better player overall. So uh, it's hard for me to, to see value in, in uh, the, the Rogers number here. All right, Spread, do you feel disrespected knowing Ostapenko's plus 110 against Shea? No, makes sense. Um, she, you know, talk about players struggling with the slicing and dicing. I can see her getting upset about that and as well as uh, we're not sure about her physical condition after she limped off and retired in the most recent tournament we had so you know stay away from Ostapenko if she plays great and looks good physically um, try and catch her as a dog because we love betting Ostapenko as a dog but uh, you know this plus 110 isn't enough when you add in the factor of the fact that we're not sure she's 100% healthy what do you think Jorge? Sue Shea Yes, please. Oh, my goodness. The variety against Ostapenko, against a very mentally weak player who crumbles, um, you know, and gets super mad on court, hits a ton of double faults, lets anger seep into her game. What better opponent could you ask for than the mild-mannered, stone-faced, junk-balling Sue Shea? Multiple units. If Ostapenko breaks Shea earlier, I'm going to max bet Shea live. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's a great Flipkin's. Minus four twenty-five against Jack Just Jakubovic. wait for her to cruise through the first set six-one, and then then, then, and then do the it. meltdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if she gets one break, she's gonna win the set six-one. She doesn't well, like playing more than ten games in a set. I don't know if you realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Flipkins, a uh, tennis coach who's I guess still gonna be in Wimbledon here. Minus four twenty-five against Jakubovic. Jakubovic is plus three fifteen here. That feels like at least a hundred cents off. Uh, I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? That's a dollar. A dollar. Yeah, is that a dollar? Is that what 100 cents are? <laughs> it's a dollar. Is that a Canadian dollar or an American dollar? I think it's the same no matter where you are, but... <laughs> well, what do you think? You going to take the dog? No. God, no. Uh, Flipkin's a very, very, very <laughs> uh, savvy grass player. Um, oh, I don't agree that it's 100 cents off. I just wanted to inform you that 100 cents is a dollar is all. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you think, Spread? I think that if you want to bet on Flipkin's, you should uh, jump on her in doubles. She's playing with Bethany Matek-Sands, and I think that they're going to be a very Ooh. good team. Flipkins and Madden Sands. I think so. I'm get, just getting that from Twitter. They're joking around, um, oh. um, giving facts about each other. So I was just assuming they're teaming together if they're doing it. I could be wrong, though. Monica Puig, minus 500 over Schmed Lova, plus 360 for Schmed, who's, again, more of a clay quarter. I guess that looks right, even though I could never bring myself to bet Puig, minus 500. What do you think, Jorge? I think that if this was on clay, oh, I'd be all over it. But, again, if it was on clay, it wouldn't be this number, so... Yeah. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, no play. And finally, the last of our 64 matches. I'm glad we actually made it this far without one of us keeling over. Yeah, I can't believe Carolina Pliskova minus 4,000 against Lin Zhu plus 12,000. I'm sorry, plus 1,200. Um, 
Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know what you do with this. 40 units to win one unit. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. All right, guys, that wraps up the first round. Anything to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, Garbine had the best outfit at the players' party. Yeah, she did. Seriously, guys, check that out. The WTA account is uh, not necessarily the best, but some quality, quality stuff. And while you're on Twitter, make sure you head over to at NetworthPod. Give us a follow. Retweet the podcast when you see it. Um, we'll be posting some fun content. I've got a little chart that um, has got the last 15 Wimbledon uh, winners, and you can see kind of what they did in their lead-up and, and some stuff there. I'll be tweeting that out from that account. And please, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. That really helps us out, and we appreciate um, all your thoughts and comments, and have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers. <laughs>